ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. I had a different opening today I was going to try, but I couldn't figure out how to make it happen. Oh. So, well, so I, was, I was prepared for something. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I'm Rooster, here with Crow. Hello. How you doing, Crow? Oh, I'm all right. I was going to do this whole thing about not being able to know which notes I was going to use, but then I couldn't figure out. It's like starting, it's not really a question, and I kind of needed a question for uh. that bit to refer to Joe being asked, uh, hey, what are we going to do about the uh, Russian hacks? Yeah, it was pretty painful. Well, he pulled out one piece of paper. From one side. And then it's like, uh. And from the other side. And then he took this big long pause, like seven, nine seconds, something like it that. It was long. And yeah. did you hear what Australian Sky News was doing? They're basically like, this is the leader of the free world. Yeah. We're doomed. Yep. He's, uh, he's not there. No. I'm sorry. It, there's just, I, I will. I will admit when he got in one of those debates with Trump, he actually was he actually seemed alive and awake. On Adderall I don't know what it was, but full of, yeah. in that two hours he was good for about an hour and forty five minutes of it and then he started to kind of fade. He's just not there. I mean, you watch him read stuff and he's like he looks down, he reads it, looks up, says about three words, looks down. Then again. watch him just wander around confused looking. He does that a lot too. Like his wife, Jill, has to rush in and Doctor Jill Dr. Biden. Jill Biden. You know, she should be um the uh, attorney or uh, not attorney, uh, surgeon general. So you can't say Dr. Joe Biden. You have to say Dr. Yeah. Jill Biden. Yeah, she's amazing. An amazing doctor. Yeah. Oh, yeah. One of the best. She's fierce. Yeah. Well, but she's not a, she wasn't a practicing doctor. Oh, yeah. No. Yeah, she did. According to, uh, according to the women on The View. Yeah. She's oh, a uh, Gold, Whoopi Goldberg. That's so dumb. Dr. Whoopi Goldberg. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> Yeah, so, I mean, it's scary how lost he is. Yeah. And not just for me, it's got to be scary for the Democrats to be like, shit, what are we going to do? I heard today someone talking about if if Trump, because they just had the CPAC uh, um, meeting again and, and Trump polled like at 70%. For, Straw poll, yeah. Yeah. Uh, to become pre- the next president or twenty, you know, to run in 2024. Uh, and uh, I think it was Buck Sexton was talking about they really should, if he actually wins that, or no, if the, if the Senate um, goes Republican, they should impeach um, Biden. And he goes, I'm serious. Yeah, they should on the... Because of the all the Hunter what, Biden shit and the, he... What was the clause that they were going to go after Trump on uh, about being unfit? Oh, yeah, the 23, uh, Amendment 23 or yeah, something like that. Know. But yeah, the, but they said there's enough corruption bullshit that it's just like blatant and obvious. The pictures that came out that showed... Uh, Joe with Chinese investors with with Hunter and Joe posing for pictures with Chinese investors. See, of course, he, didn't, he said he didn't have anything to do with any of Hunter's business. No, that's not what he said. He said they never discussed it. Okay, so he just had them run into the room and take a picture with them, and then left. See, you get it, you understand. Mm, mm-hmm. See, perfectly legitimate. Yeah. So he didn't lie. <laughs> okay. He was telling the truth. Well, we'll just go through the impeachment and you know make a farce out of it like the Dems did, I guess, and. Except the difference is there's a bunch of evidence. Yeah. There. It, yeah. It's bad. But no, he's he's lost and uh Kamala Harris is inept. 
It's Kamala, you bigot. I don't think it is. <laughs> I think you're wrong. Okay. But that Jin Saki, at least she's got things uh, squared away. Oh my God. At least she doesn't talk in circles. Yeah. And, you know, I've been watching the Gutfeld show. It's not that great. No. But I do like Tyrus on there. So, uh, but uh, Cat Timp's thing of, I, I've decided Cat Timp is better in small doses, just mm-hmm. like Gutfeld. But Cat Timp's uh, impressions of Saki have, where she does the, um, uh, uh. Now I've noticed that in Jen Saki, and I, I can't, I can't get away from that. Every time I hear her speak, it's like, uh, uh. Yeah. So. Well, if you only knew how many uhs I edited out of the podcast, uh, the last one, um, from you, you'd be thanking me. I know. I would. <laughs> oh, I I do it too. I just don't have to sit here and listen to myself. <laughs> um, and if somebody pointed it out to me, I'd probably be like, God, I hate listening to me even more. Yeah. Well, you um, don't normally do it, but the, I think you were uh, – you, you had a uh, – you had a article that wasn't coming up on your phone. Mm-hmm. And you were, you were like kind of stalling for time. And then from then on – And it wasn't it, working. Then, but then from then on, I was like, uh – uh, <laughs> I was like, edit, 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 edit. <laughs> you just wanted to get that in there so you could say how much work you do. Yeah. Right? Exactly. So people know who's 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 the guy that uh, pushes all the buttons. Who's the, best, who's, the, who's the wizard behind the scenes? Who is it? That's me. That's you? Yeah. yeah. Wow. You wouldn't just, think so. I just always assumed you paid someone smart to do it. With all the drinking I do, you think I'd never get it done. <laughs> According That's to Joe Jabroni. Yeah, I'm no always learn my words. Yeah, no kidding. Haven't heard from him lately. Well, we'll have him on. <laughs> um, there's uh, there's an article I posted on the Bread and Circus page about this uh, this Twitter screed from this uh, martyr maid guy. If you haven't read it, I was reading it to Crow beforehand. It's worth reading. Uh, Tucker Carlson had it uh, on his show, and he read the whole thing. It takes like seven minutes to get through it. But you should read it. It perfectly encapsulates sort of what the average Trump voter was thinking post-election and everything. Yeah, and I, at first I was thinking, I, I don't get it. This is all the shit I already know. And then I realized, no, this is like collated and put together very succinctly and concisely in order to – like a person that doesn't quite – isn't quite on board with the, with the Trump train or anything that, that – would know why are you guys so like adamant about this? Why are you so upset about this? This helps because then you don't have to pull info from 17 different sources and go, okay, this is what happened here. This is what happened here. This guy put it all together in a pretty good package. You realized that, or I explained to you that I realized it. I go, what's the fucking problem? Oh, I get it. Right. I get it. In between there, it was like, (laughs) crow. You're like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah, it's, it's a perfect impression. We're Um But do go and read that. It's pretty interesting if you haven't seen it out already, because it's it's out in the public, um, and it, it's a big deal. As far I mean, when you when you read it again, like when you go through step by step all the bullshit, it it'll infuriate you all over again. I, I go ahead. You were saying. I'm just saying if you read it. If you read everybody that listens to this podcast, probably knows all all the stuff that's presented in that article. All it'll, all it'll serve to do is get you enraged again. But if you have somebody that you want to explain why this is all fucked up and what's been going on against Trump and his supporters that led up to you know January sixth and and beyond, you know people getting pissed off, uh, that'll help. 
that'll explain it for you so you don't have to like uh, jump around timelines and articles. So Matt Damon, this is an article on the Hill, uh, was doing some research for his new movie Stillwater, which he plays a uh, Oklahoma oil rig worker who goes to France to help his daughter get out of some... Uh, she's in prison for murder of a roommate. It's very similar to the Amanda Knox story, the gal in oh uh, yeah in Italy. Yep, I think is home now. But uh, it, it's sort of interesting. I don't know what to think of this article because there are conservatives who are saying, "Hey, yeah, exactly," and there are some of them who are going, "I think he's just mocking us." But I just want to read part of this and uh, see what you think. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard this. Nick Searcy posted this on uh, Facebook. Nick's a great actor and totally worth a follow, but. Uh, he said, uh, Damon said during a news conference on Friday that he spent time with oil rig workers to get the sense of the identity that his character would have in the movie. Being in, This is him, him. Being invited into their homes, into a backyard barbecue, a, cu- a guitar comes out and they start singing church songs. It's a very specific place, a very, very different to where I grew up. It was really eye-opening for me. Uh, the award-winning actor backed Hillary Clinton in the 2016 presidential election and earlier this year praised Biden's climate efforts. By the way, I want to talk about that too. Climate efforts. Fucking sick. Uh, Damon mentioned Friday that he picked up on specific details as he spent more and more time with oil oil rig workers. I hate to say that. Uh, while researching the part. Quote, they all have goatees, the sunglasses. They're not six-pack ab guys, but they're strong, Damon noted on Friday. The actor also mentioned noticing jeans that uh, they wore that used a fire retardant that changes the way these guys walk. I think he's talking about at work. In the movie, a French woman asked Damon if he voted for former President Trump. He said he did not because of a prior felony that took away took away his voting rights. Uh, however, Damon said that his character would have voted for Trump if he could have. Quote, they're in the oil business, so of course they voted for Trump. These guys don't apologize for who they are. So... I mean, I, it sounds like he had a grudging respect for them. Yeah, I don't think that's mockery at all. I, You know, the thing about the way, uh, you know, they all have goatees and sunglasses and I don't know. It was uh, – but it, it was – I think what you get more from these – and conservatives do this too. It just seems they're less loud about it. They hang around in their own little circles and they don't – talk to other people who view things differently than them because the first thing they do if they hear that is just sort of put their hand up and be like, I'm not listening to you. You know, they block them on social media because they don't want to, they don't want to talk to them. You know, long-term friendships have ended over stupid political arguments, I think at a higher rate now than ever in the history of mankind. Uh, That's a guess, by the way, I don't have stats. Uh, So I think there's plenty of people that, find the other side of an argument and go, oh, wow, there's actual people here too. I mean, you see that in the documentaries about World War II where, uh, you know, the fighting was done and then the Americans and Germans have to sort of cohabitate in the in the DMZ areas and you start getting along and sharing cigarettes and all this stuff. Yeah, and you realize they're humans too. But to me, it seems like conservatives do that less because we're not so loud about those fuckers got to go kind of thing. Um, and so I think Damon is legitimately surprised that these people are like, he gets along with them great and they're nice, you know, and they're not like him at all, but they're really decent people. And 
So it sounds like he got a lot of respect for him, but I don't know. I still couldn't tell if he was doing it from sort of a condescending way. Oh, I, I, I could pick up on a little bit of condescension in that, but not mockery. I, yeah. I, I think there was a little bit. Yeah. But, but the grudging respect probably was there too. So. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little about John Thompson. Yeah, so local uh, Minneapolis or Minnesota. Well, what what? Yeah, it's Minneapolis basically. Which yeah, he's a he's a state representative, Democrat, fine human being, upstanding gentleman, activist, community service uh, person. He's uh, you know he's just he's just a great all around guy. Well, John Thompson got pulled over I think last weekend by the police. Uh, he happened to be driving a car that has no front license plate, which in Minnesota is not legal, and uh, proceeded to accuse the cop, who was a St. Paul policeman, of being uh, racist by profiling him, and at a rally uh, for something else at the state capitol, Thompson was saying that that uh, the police are still profiling people, and he was pulled over for driving while black. Hextel is the police chief in St. Paul. I can't remember his first name. Anyway, he's, he came out and he's like, uh, no, that's not how this happened. There's video of the traffic stop. He says, I've watched it. John Thompson has to allow it to be released, I believe, because it's a civil matter. It's not a criminal case. And he won't. He's not allowing it to be released. Although he says now he's not stopping it. Uh, allowing and not stopping to me, sort of mean the same thing, but I'm I'm not sure. You know, he might use words differently than we do. <laughs> he says, um, he says, no, the this is Axtell saying, no, the we weren't uh we weren't racist at all in this, and he got pulled over for not having a front license plate. Well, the interesting part of this is that John Thompson, who serves in Minnesota as a state representative, apparently has a Wisconsin driver's license. Now, that may not seem like a big deal because, you know, that'll happen sometimes when you move states. Except John Thompson renewed that, that Wisconsin license a couple of weeks before being elected yeah. to uh, Minnesota State House. Now, also may not seem like a big deal. Hey, he need to get his license renewed. Well, in Minnesota, you have 60 days when you move, I believe, to get it. Otherwise, mm -hmm. you get a ticket. So he's beyond 60 days. And in Wisconsin, you cannot you cannot renew a license in Wisconsin unless you have a Wisconsin address. Right. So he's lying to someone. You have two things that cannot be true yeah. at the same time. He cannot serve in the Minnesota House as a resident of Minnesota while he is getting and renewing his Wisconsin driver's license. Right. And that he's had that driver's license for multiple years. Yeah, state legislature legislators are required to have lived in the district they're elected to represent for at least six months at the time of their election. He he doesn't. He doesn't. He didn't. And uh, he was. I, why did they think this was not going to be a, a, a problem? Especially since after getting elected, you think, okay, I better scramble. Or his handler should have said. We need to scramble to get you all the uh, I's dotted and T's crossed, you know, so that, you know, this doesn't look so bad. But he continued to do this blatantly um, with with uh, with no expectation of, of getting uh, any kind of repercussions for it. As a matter of fact, when he got pulled over, he was indignant about it and he said it was all racism. 
Because mm-hmm. that was that was I guess that was what he was just going to stand by. Well, let me answer the question you've asked with a question. All right. Okay. Say you have a job. Okay, it doesn't matter what the job is, and I'm your boss, and I tell you, no matter what, two things are universally true. I am never going to fire you, and you cannot be fired from this job, period. What do you think the typical person in that situation, what kind of job performance do you think they'd have? Right. You know? Yeah. Most people's job performance would go to hell right away. You can't be fired from your job. This is this is a one-party state, yeah. Minnesota, mostly. Yeah. And uh, yes, some Republicans have held prominent office here, but for the most part, when it comes to state house and the state senate, it's mostly in the governor. It's very rare that you're going to see a Republican trifecta in there. And there are certainly areas that are you know, sort of rock rib conservative areas. But for the most part, the Minneapolis area. Yeah, the urban Part of what and St. John Thompson represents. St. Paul, I guess, is what yeah. he represents. Part of what he represents is always going to vote Democrat. Always, always, always. And so why would they check into any of this stuff? Because nothing's going to happen. So from Alpha News, a month before his election, Thompson told the Pioneer Press, which is the St. Paul paper, that he had lived in St. Paul for 18 years. If that were the case, then he lied to Wisconsin authorities when he renewed his license in their state a month later. Which I believe in Wisconsin is a felony. Nice. But if he was being truthful about his Wisconsin residency, then he lied to his constituents when he presented himself as a resident of St. Paul. Meanwhile, Thompson maintains that he was racially profiled by St. Paul police when they pulled him over last week. St. Paul Police Chief Todd Axtell said he reviewed the body cam footage and found it had absolutely nothing to do with the driver's race. The driver, an elected official who does not dispute driving without a front license plate, because in Minnesota you have both front and back, owes our sergeant an apology, Axtell uh, wrote on Facebook. The state's largest police union and several state lawmakers have called on Thompson to agree to release the body camera footage. He denied, but I think it just got released. Um... Thompson's signature issue at the state legislature was advocating for rapid release of police officer body camera footage. Now he's blocking the public release of body camera footage of his own incident with law enforcement the past week, said Brian Peters, executive director of the Minnesota Police and Peace Officers Association. Uh, When the uh, Minnesota DFL finally broke its silence on the issue Sunday night, uh, Chairman Ken Martin expressed disappointment with Thompson's recent actions. Recent actions. This is uh, ongoing. Also, not only did he have a suspended license, I think he had a suspended license because he wasn't paying child support. Well, he only missed one payment, oh, and that's well, been cleared up now. Okay. Okay. That's – it's like I uh, – how many beers did you drink or, you know, you, you get pulled over for drunk driving? How many beers did you have? Just two, officer. Well, you know, the – we could talk about why he um, – why he was arrested. I mean, for choking his girlfriend at yeah. the time, threatening to kill yeah, her. Two separate, two separate uh, uh, claims that he was uh, had domestic violence against one. One of which he was arrested for mm-hmm. and charged. Yep. So, well, maybe not charged, but the whole point here is that they don't think anything's going to happen to him. And Walls endorsed this fucking clown. This is the fucking clown well, that threatened to burn down a city, threatened uh, uh, teenage kids. Uh, in their driveway that were watching this little rally where he where they were getting violent and, and, and making these uh these no, effigies. Say, you say threatened. They I ma- say expressing his uh, yeah. views. They made uh, they made pinata effigies of uh, Kroll of the police um, police chief. 
Yeah. No, uh, police union head. Union head. Um, and we're beaten on that. And, and, you know, he went to talk about, you know, I, I said Biden always brings up um, Charlottesville when he talks about how racist this country is mm-hmm. and how men weren't carrying their tiki torches, veins bulging in their necks. If you see every time you see a picture of this fucking guy, it, when they talk about what he did in, in, in that uh, where he's threatening to burn down the city, he looked like a fucking maniac. Yeah. yeah. He, has, he has real anger issues. Yeah. He's a real piece of shit. Yeah. To put it simply. So, I mean, it should never have gotten elected. It, it, someone like that should never have the ability to, to to run for fucking dog catcher. You know, it's like it, you should not have people like that representing people. Do we even have dog catchers anymore? I don't know. We're going to find something else. D- that- DNR. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, what this is going to take is some brave Wisconsin law enforcement official to say they're going to charge him. You know. They should. Because he obviously lied. And if they find out he didn't lie on that, on his application for Wisconsin driver's license, which, like I said, I believe is a felony, um, then that means he he can't serve in the Minnesota House. He just can't. Yeah. So, at best, he gets dismissed. I do think that the Democrats have cut him loose, though. At this point, because though he has some support, uh, Walls was asked the other day um, by, you know, that hard hitting uh, uh, right wing um, journalist, Esme Murphy. He asked she asked him about it and he said, well, you know, I think what's basically said what's good for the goose, good for the gander. If he's asking for video to be released, then he should let that be released. Oh, wow. Uh, So uh, Eric Lucero. Um, who's in the Minnesota House of Republican? Yep, um, is filing an ethics complaint against uh, him, which I don't know yeah, what who cares. cares. But it is funny. Um, I guess this uh, Thompson had called him a racist while he was while um, Lucero was on the floor speaking. He got shouted out uh, and called him a racist. So he goes, "I know you're a racist." <laughs> yeah. Uh, here we go. It says. Um, uh, Eric Lucero, Republican, has announced that he filed an ethics complaint against Thompson late last m- month. According to a Republican, Thomas falsely and maliciously accused Lucero of being a racist in the middle of a House floor session while Lucero was speaking. Which you can't do. Thompson was ruled out of order but continued to interrupt Lucero, who referenced Thompson's behavior last summer in Hugo, Minnesota. I know you're a racist, Thompson twice told Lucero. Uh, yeah, they, they made a big deal. The Republicans and Democrats made a huge deal about how that uh, one rep uh, yelled out, "You lie!" Uh, when Obama was giving his speech, yeah, which he shouldn't have done. Yeah, it was you know, it was not a good, not not a good thing to do during that. Wasn't wrong, but no. he shouldn't have done it. But uh, you know, this guy's can do whatever the fuck he wants. I guess. Yeah, I don't think he's going to be very long for uh, this. I I wouldn't be surprised to see them quietly ask him to step down when when the uh, election comes around again. Because I think state house people are only elected for. Two years at a time. Yeah. But no, he's he's a problem. Yeah. I mean, he's got anger issues. He's definitely a criminal. Yep. And I'm, I'm just tired of... You know, he's a race hustler. Everything's about racism right. with him. So and enough he, with this shit. He rose to prominence after he was friends with Philando Castile. Yeah. Which was a bad shooting. Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. It was, I mean... It, uh, Philando was not uh, He was not blameless. helping himself. He was not no, blameless no. in no, the whole he situation. He wasn't blameless, but that cop, 
Philando hey. Castile was high as shit on on um, pot and carrying a gun. Yep. Not supposed to do that. The reason you're not supposed to do that because you don't make good choices when yep. you're fucking high. So he wasn't blameless. Did he deserve to die? No, he didn't. And I think a cop who had his shit together wouldn't have shot him. So I wasn't there. Maybe it really looked like he was going to pull yeah, the gun and, and shoot not. it. You know. Anyway, um, do you want to sneak uh, the questions in? Quick? Yeah, let's do some questions here. From the book, 3,000 Questions About Me. That's how you get to say it. It's all about me. <laughs> what actor or actress do you think is too overrated, Rooster? All of them? Uh, Vin Diesel. <laughs> He's just a big dumb dummy. I know. And that's given him way too much credit. Okay. Yeah, Vin Diesel's uh, kind of a moron. I was going to say Bradley Cooper because... I mean, I didn't think any of his roles were that great, but I got to admit, you know what sold me on him as an actor? Hmm. Rocket Raccoon. Oh, yeah. He's a great job. Female actor. I think Charlize Theron is not a good actress. Yeah. Um, She's always got the same look on her face. I've seen her in exactly one movie that I thought she was good in. Mad Max? No. Because I bet she wasn't good in that either. No, she's not believable in that. Why'd they call it Mad Max? Because that movie's pretty much about her. Yeah. Thunder Rosa, whatever the hell her name. I can't remember what her name was. Yeah, I don't either. Hmm. Uh, no, she was in a movie in the 90s with Keanu Reeves where she was like a cancer patient or something. It was a pretty good movie. Hmm. And then a male. You said, you said so you said uh, Vin Diesel, overrated. I don't know if he's actually overrated. I think people understand he's not a good actor. Yeah, and even then I still think he's overrated. I can tell you a, a male actor that is extremely underrated. Who's that? Damian Lewis. Who? You know who Damian Lewis is. He was in, uh, he played uh, uh, Colonel Winters in, um, or Major Winters in uh, Band of Brothers, but he played the lead character in Life. Okay. Yeah. A TV show. He's a, that guy is an amazing actor. Yeah. He was in Dreamcatcher. Yeah. Movie. Yep. He's so. good in that. Or Kevin McKidd. Yeah. Lead guy in uh, the HBO series Rome. So. Yeah. I have to think about that more. I think there's quite a few of them probably that are overrated. Uh, and, uh, Pacino probably. No, I think Pacino's great. Ah, he's the same guy and everything. I think he's great. What clothing designer do you love? I had to say that because it's capitalized. Uh, do I love? Mm-hmm. None. Um, probably, I would say Wrangler. What's, what's his first name? Because that's pretty much all the shit I wear. So, Wrangler Wrangler pants are some of the best pants out there right now. Not jeans, just like the pants. Like really? The, like the jean style five pocket, you know, pants. You know, okay. for 20 bucks. 20 bucks. All right, cool. Fit awesome. Wrangler shirts, quality. Back when I was growing up, uh, Wrangler was like the touch of death. If you wore Wrangler and you're in, in middle school, you got mercilessly teased. I can't, be- I can't tell if you're being Matt Damon in this. <laughs> Uh, I most of the stuff I have is like to be honest, it's like polo because it's expensive, but it lasts forever. I mean, it's just good quality stuff that hangs around forever. Yeah, I see. I don't like quality clothing because usually it's like uh, heavy. Oh, and you spill coffee all over it. Well, but it's heavy, like heavyweight, like quality. You know, there's a lot of not usually. That's why that's another reason I like Wrangler. It's like lightweight, thin material. It's not. It's not meant to last forever, but it does the job. See, I want like. Four or five button-down shirts 
that are going to last a long time. You know, that you can, if you have to go to a business meeting or something, you wear some khakis with or something like that. But otherwise, I mostly t-shirts and cargo shorts that I wear. All right. If you were going to poison someone, how would you do it? With poison. Yes. Which poison? Or ricin, right? <laughs> yeah. It kills most of the people who try and make I it. Know. I like just touching it. A little bit of mercury, probably. Just one of them old school thermometers. You bust it open, you mix it in their coffee. Boom. Done and done. Ah, uh, oh, shit. I shouldn't have. I'm going to edit that out. I have never honestly thought about how I would poison someone. Hmm. You find out what they're allergic to, put them in an anaphylactic shock. That's a good one. Right? You know, peanut butter, bees. <laughs> okay. Sure. You know. You know, they have EpiPens nowadays. Yeah, but you just hide them. They're all over the place. Yeah. <laughs> all right. One more. I'm disturbed that you read the poison question. <laughs> Makes me afraid to drink anything around you. Uh, yeah, these are really good. We'll do one more. Um, have you ever bought someone jewelry? <laughs> I don't know. Have you ever bought anyone jewelry? I'm trying to think of the last time I bought someone jewelry. When was the last time you bought someone jewelry? <laughs> I mean, the only time I would buy someone jewelry is if, uh, you know, I was going to ask them to marry me probably. Really? Have you done that? Moving on. What's the worst hairstyle you ever had? Oh, that's a good one. I don't think you answered that question. Sure I did. No. What's the worst hairstyle you ever had, Rooster? <laughs> What's the worst hairstyle I ever had? Yeah. I don't know. It looked kind of like yours. Ah, nice. <laughs> I don't know. I've I, had so many different hairstyles. They're all pretty bad. I had uh, I had the mullet. I had the hockey hair, even though I didn't play hockey. You know, I had like short on top and a little, little, little puffed in back, a little tuft in back. I think I had at one point, although, I mean, you say the worst hairstyle. At the time, it was cool. I had that like uh, that 80s. Sort of breakfast club, 16 candles, you, mullet. You, oh, you feathered your hair for sure. No, no, no. I, no, my hair doesn't feather. You never feathered your hair? Nope. Okay. Uh, no, I had like that, uh, you know, that sort of John Hughes uh, mullet that all of his characters had. You know, the Andy McCarthy and uh, Anthony Michael Thompson or Anthony Michael Hall it's or whatever. Kind of, kind of like an accidental mullet. Yeah, so the sides are short and yeah. the back's grown longer. And you want it to look like a mullet, but not a mullet. Yeah. You know? So you never had a rat tail? No. Did you ever wear your hair in a ponytail? No. I did. And a top knot. Before top knots were, uh, were uh, what is it, the um, the douchey uh, coffee shop guy? Oh, yeah. Well, what I want to know is did you ever do the samurai one where they slick it all back? And they do the ponytail on top. And then, and then bend they, it over. They bend it over and bring it forward. Yeah. It's like sumo. Because I'd have some respect for that. Yeah. yeah. That's a lot of work. <laughs> so. And you have to have pretty straight hair, I think. Yeah. I have braids. That not, was a dumb question. Not cornrows. Braids. It was a dumb question. Have you ever licked a battery? <laughs> what Who ma- hasn't? Yeah. What kid hasn't? You ever bite on tinfoil with a, uh, with with a, a metal filling? filling? Yeah. yeah, of course. Uh, Had my kids lick a battery the other day. It's just like, you know, you should never stick your tongue on these things. They shock you. What did they do? Put their tongues on it. All right. Uh, that's about it. We'll move on. Okay. Um, do we? Is there another Cuban revolution brewing here? Yeah. Um, See, I don't think so because Jen Psaki told me it's just because they're not getting the COVID vaccine. Yeah, I don't know much about it. I just I've heard just the last couple of days about it. 
And uh, yeah, she really did say that. Yeah, it's about not, they're just really upset that they don't they have access to the COVID vaccine. So if they, you know, if they were more communist, like if they got to be more communist, then they would have that vaccine. But the problem is that pesky, uh, you know, uh, capitalism keeps keeps trying to work its way into the system and it fucks it all up. Yeah. It ruins communism every time. <laughs> Fucking capitalism. Yeah, that's amazing that she said that. I mean, that's what I, I – but they're, they're just upset by being ruled over by communists. Well, you know who's probably mad that Jen Psaki said that? Michael Moore. Because he went out oh, and yeah. said, what a great healthcare system they have. Great. It's perfect. Yeah. It's awesome. Yeah. No, I don't have a whole lot to say about Cuba. I don't know much about it, the situation over there, other than, um, you know, Cubans coming from Cuba – tend to vote Republican because they don't, they see what the Democrats are sliding into socialism, communism, and they came from that and they hate it. Well, it's funny. They're having a little mini Cuban revolution in Miami too, because they're rallying saying, Hey, we support them. And yeah. so I just, I think some of this Marxism stuff is coming undone across the world. Cause like a lot of the Eastern European countries, they weren't having the wokeness at all. You know, like Hungary and places like that, they were like, "Yeah, we're not, we're not doing this." Poland, Poland was like, "Poland's for Polish people." Yeah. So and Poland's even pretty based right now. And even point. the French were like, uh, "Yeah, you know, this whole woke American university thing is going to ruin French culture." So I, I can't wait to see that. Oh, and the the British, they have. I was just heard this today on uh, Buck Sexton's new show with uh, Clay Travis. Pretty good show, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, they said. You know, they've had the latest COVID variant, that Delta variant, running wild through the through the country. You know, we don't hear anything about people dying from it. No. But it's it's ravaging the country right now. You know, people are people are getting like uh, runny noses and stuff. We well, just can't I have just it. I just saw an article saying that it's been proven that whatever the vaccine is just as um, effective against the, the that variant as, as the original. Well, Pfizer doesn't think so. And they'd like oh, they to have to do an, another booster. Yeah, they'd like you to have a third Unlimited shot. Unlimited boosters for the rest of your life. Which, you know, is fine with me because I own Pfizer stock. You know, okay. I'm not getting a booster, but uh, I didn't get the first two shots anyway. But so they're talking about how it's ravaging everything. And now it, it sounds like uh, the UK has just sort of given up. They've said uh, yeah, that they're going to have like a day of July 19th is Freedom Day. Freedom Day, which means all the restrictions. All the are restrictions done. are dropping. <laughs> That's pretty, pretty funny. Like they're just like, fuck it. We're done with this. Yeah. We can't do it anymore. Yeah. So, uh, the CDC came out and said, kids, uh, of which I have two, uh, should probably still wear masks in school if they're unvaccinated. Enough. Enough already. I, I think this is bullshit. Now, I realize that you can uh, – the Supreme Court just uh, said that this, uh, this uh, hospital in Houston could decline – Employment, it was something like 142, some number like this, a significant number of workers who wouldn't get the shot, they could fire them. And they did. And you know what? To be honest, I'm kind of fine with that. Because there is a uh, shortage of workers all over the place, and I think these people need to find better jobs. So the reason they're going to get away with it in these hospitals is because they're highly unionized, (coughs) and the union's going to support that. And same thing with the teachers. Teachers are going to try and do it in education and say, you can't have, you can't come here unless you have the shot. And they're going to lose some teachers. And this is just more of the downfall of public education, which I will be on the record for saying I'm all for. 
Not that I don't think we shouldn't have public education, but I think what we've got needs to be burned down and rebuilt. It's too woke. Yeah. It needs to go away. We need a better version of it. The easiest way to do that is is to oust all the uh, the Marxists and the uh, you know the the Soros backed Frankfurt School types that have infiltrated. Pull your kids out of public school. That's the best way to do it. Yeah, vote with your feet. Um, and but get people into the into the boards and into the infrastructure that aren't compromised, which, which is happening. Um, but I also th- I think it was Montana. There was a Supreme Court case where they said. The money that these taxpayers had paid in could follow them to a different school. So we're starting to see the beginning of the movement of school vouchers, which will be the death of bad public schools. Yeah. They'll be toast because people will leave. And I think the teachers union is waking up to that. But then they're still pushing this bullshit agenda. So my thing is um, if you work in education and you're wondering, hey, should I get the shot or not? And you don't want to get the shot? Here's what you do. Post a Facebook picture of yourself with a band-aid on your arm. Just do that. Just do it. Point and like to your arm and listen to everybody go, oh, you're so great. And then no one will ever ask you again. They won't ask you at school to prove that you've got it if you work in a school, you know, because you've got your – you said you have it. This is a star-bellied snitch thing. Read Dr. Seuss. All you have to have is the mark that says, yeah, I've got it, you know, but what they're going to run into. And I think the reason schools will ultimately decide they can't make non-vaccinated people do it is they're going to ask you to prove that you are not vaccinated or that you are vaccinated. If you say if they believe you're not and they say you have to prove it, you're going to they're going to make you prove it. But there are going to be people that they know are vaccinated. They, They will not ask for proof of vaccination and that right there is a violation of the equal opportunity okay. and then they'll just go fuck it we'll ask everybody we'll have a standardized form but they won't do it why they just won't mm, i don't see why not it seems very simple to go well this person's probably proud of being vaccinated they're going to give the info straight up they say yeah here's the info here's how i was vaccinated and where great except what about those people who didn't keep their vaccination cards because they didn't think they needed to um because well, you know got, that's going to happen. They've got health records that they could they could look up or get their doctor to send them. Not if you went to like a CVS and got it. Hmm. So if you just if you managed if you just went to some shot oh, that's clinic a good point. at yeah. Walmart or whatever, which they're doing, because you can get the fucking vaccination anywhere you want. Yeah, I forgot about that. That's that's how they're doing. They were doing it. The emergency vaccination yeah. clinics and all. They that gave you stuff. little yeah. medical cards and said, "Here, keep track of it." There are going to be people. And we see it, people on Facebook who are so proud of having their certificate that they're going to keep it. Yeah. But I'll bet you at least 10% of those people can't find it. Well, now they're going to have to prove that they were vaccinated. This is this is a problem that no administrator, public school, private school, uh, HR department, nobody wants to deal with that. And the other thing about this is the reason the schools and the hospitals will get away with it is because they're in healthcare and there's kids involved and stuff. Private industry is going to have a hard time with this because, one, they got more money and are more likely to be sued. And, two, by the way, we have a severe employment shortage going on right now. Yeah. Nobody wants to rock the boat like that. So I say, fuck it. Lean into it. Try it all you want. Hmm. And if somebody says, uh, have you been vaccinated? Go, yeah. Why not? Sure, I have. 
I mean, you see it all the time now. They're like, uh, well, know. every story you go into says, yeah, we're allowing people not to wear masks in here that have been fully vaccinated. Yeah, and just I just, you in. just walk right in. Because yeah. they don't want to mess with that. Yeah. Ain't capitalism grand? Mm. Yeah. You're so unimpressed. I mean, it's okay. It's all right. It's all right. Yeah, sure. <laughs> um, speaking of uh, Britain, this just was, I thought this was interesting. Uh, Breitbart article about communist China seizes control of Britain's largest microchip factory. Um, state-backed communist Chinese firm has conducted a hostile takeover of the UK's largest microchip factory, raising concerns about Beijing's growing control of the market during a global chip shortage. Didn't see that coming, did you? Yeah, and that's the thing is, I can't be outraged by this because fuck you guys. You knew this. You knew they had that ability when you built your fucking factories over there. You know that everything's controlled by the by the Chinese, the red communist government. You know that they can take your shit from you at any point. You, They knew this. And they do it anyway. So uh, how I can't get worked up. Oh, I can only get worked up by how fucking stupid it was for them to do that in the first place. But I can't get wor- worked up about China actually doing it. Well, I saw uh, Warren Buffett and Charlie Munger. Charlie Munger is uh, Warren Buffett's partner, sort of lesser known partner. But uh, they were talking about, I think it's Jack Ma, Chinese billionaire who sort of disappeared now. Yeah, he's a goofy guy. Yeah, but he basically came out and said, you know, he was – he was speaking out against the Chinese yeah. government. I mean, not directly, but kind of directly. And and uh, they asked Warren Buffett what he thought about it, and he goes, "Should have shut up." <laughs> it's like it's yeah. not. It's not like over here nope. where you can say stuff like that. He goes, he got a little vain, and they were asking if they thought he disappeared him. He's like, I don't know, but he should have shut up. We need to stop relying on China for everything, and China is, is expanding. I mean, the kind of shit China's doing over, like, with their roads, you know, bridges and roads, you know, they're doing that where they're in in uh, Africa, they're they're actually getting, they're, they're making trade routes possible by actually putting the money into building bridges and roads and making that and working on infrastructure with these countries. And also, they're getting together with Iran saying, we're going to do the same thing for you guys. So, it's, it's, they're getting more and more influence and power over there because they're not strictly, you know. I mean, by all the bullshit they pulled, they're not strictly communist. You know, they work with some capitalist kind of, um, mm-hmm. um, you know, working. So, but but uh, it's also shell shell game too that they're playing. You know, with with the with the way they're doing this, the money they the money they're putting or investing into that kind of stuff, and they're also able to do what they did to this British company, take their fucking business from them. Well, and that's part of the problem. You know, you look at you look at the Middle East, and they've been able to pull all sorts of shenanigans because they have. They have resources. So does, you know, Russia. Russia's got oil. I mean, there's lots of different countries that have resources. Um, China doesn't. China gets their money basically through capitalism. Yeah. But the government seizes that money. Yeah, and you're not free. So, yeah, you're not free. So, it, shutting China out really hurts their economy. Now, mm-hmm. China does have – they got a serious – financial bubble coming yep. they can't keep doing they're basically a ponzi scheme at this point it's kind of the same thing that the ussr was was yeah when they were they, they, they couldn't keep it up they can't keep it up but and then didn't you see china just built an aircraft carrier or something like that i saw some video about how long their yeah. aircraft carrier would last against the and it compared the technology and all that stuff and it well they, yeah but they also have been building more missile, missile silos nuclear missile silos hundreds of them so i mean before they dissolve they might Cause some serious damage. Yeah, I, you know, I don't know when when uh, Biden met with Putin and, uh, you know, Putin sort of admitted that he goes, you know, the world has sort of pat- moved on past the idea of a nuclear 
war that you can win. Everybody. I hope so. You know, what I worry more about is, I do worry more about the Kim Jong-uns of the world getting a hold of one or one of those nut jobs in the Middle East deciding that they're going to launch it on somebody. Yeah. Oh, we're running shorter on time. we got about 15 minutes. Um, but I wanted to talk about Texas, the Texas Democrats that fled the state because they were voting for us. You mean the righteous freedom fighters who are protecting our democracy? Protecting minorities, especially. Yeah. Because voter ID laws and all that. So Texas is going to uh, – Republican – uh, legislature is going to vote to uh, strengthen their voter uh, ID laws. Limit voter access. So the Democrats got together, about 50 of them, and they took a private jet to D.C. And the reason they – one of the Democrats says the reason they took a private jet is because everybody wants to see us together. And they're defending democracy. Yeah. And so they have they took their little picture where they're, where they're all smiling. Boy, there's a lot of women. <laughs> I can make a lot of comments right now. Go ahead. You know – Keep women out of government for the most part. Okay. Make another one. There's exceptions to the rule. Okay. But the rule is women. Stay the F out of government. It's just, it is funny to see that because you see these pictures like in Sweden where shit goes sideways in the government and then you see these pictures where it's like the room's full of women in charge of everything and you're going, hmm, <laughs> I wonder why everything's going fucked up all of a sudden. But it's just a coincidence, I'm sure. Well, and I think... Look, what it comes down to is women are generally better at empathy than men. Men are better at, you know, logical thought. Yeah. That's a surprise to a lot of women, but it's true. Um, I mean, those are scientific. Running a society or running a business based on empathy is probably a bad idea, though. Yeah. So. Well, it depends on the size of the business. That, but that's why I say it's not all women. There are there are exceptions. There are women out there that are very capable of, of uh, not being emotional. I, I actually had a woman in the business I'm in tell me, she goes, you know, at a certain size, this size and lower, women do a great job of running businesses. She said, above this size, she goes, no woman should be in charge. And I was like, well, I'm glad you're saying it because I couldn't get away with that. Yeah. And, was, I, and that was 20 years ago. I saw another picture here. Smiling house Dems fly off to D.C. on a private jet with a case of Miller Lite, breaking house quorum, abandoning their constituents. While the Senate still works. Also, none of them are wearing masks. Yeah, and you have to. Yeah. Because Even it's on a private jet. Because it's a matter of FFA. Yep. It's a matter or of FAA. public It's a matter of public conveyance. Yeah. So like even in an Uber right now, yeah. if an Uber driver tells you you have to wear a mask, you have to. Um, if he tells you you don't have to wear a mask because it's his car, nope, still gotta wear yeah. it. Buck yeah. Sexton said he got uh he got basically uh, – he was a maskless bandit on Uber. So, for a while, he had to actually – when he sent for an Uber, he had to text a picture of himself wearing a mask. Why? Because the drivers were reporting him yep. for not wearing one? Yep. Wow. That's disgusting. So, I don't know. I just wanted to talk about that real – you know, more hypocrisy, but they don't care. Um, and then I wanted to go talk real quick. Well, the one interesting thing about this is unlike people in Washington, their job is not – to be state representatives. They don't get paid a lot for it. So they're leaving jobs and companies and all that stuff. So they're going to have to come back pretty soon. But at, le at least they used a lot of taxpayer money for that private jet. Right. And Governor Abbott of Texas says he's going to have them arrested when they land. I hope he follows through with and it. And he's going to bring them back to the – no, they'll make some sort of deal yeah. because he's a cowardly conservative. 
So Another real quick uh, article from the Epoch Times. DEA confirms former informant arrested in Haitian president's assassination. So the president of Haiti was assassinated in his home last week. And now we've got a confirmation from American DEA that a former informant was arrested uh, and as part of the plot. And it's like, uh, you know. So what do you think that means? That means that we got our hands in the cookie jar of all this shit, just like we used to and we're still, still doing but what I mean, why in Haiti? It is like I, basically the poorest country in the entire I don't, world. I, yeah, I, who knows? And that's the thing about having the CIA and the DEA and doing all these covert ops. It's like, what's the what's the end game? Nobody knows. No, but I guess I'm saying I don't think that they really had anything to do with it. I think this was some informant they had who decided he was going to do this for some. I just don't see the government's. Uh, the U.S. government's role in yeah, it was, he, he was there's a, nothing in a, Haiti to explain a former informant to the agency, but that just is just bad optics all around because then you've got people thinking, okay, America's fucking up another country. Oh, that I agree on. You know, so um, but that's I just thought it was interesting. I just I, I don't have a lot of commentary on that because I don't know a lot about the situation of why he was assassinated or the politics over there. So I just I find it funny that these countries, these little sort of shithole countries who who called it that before uh i can't remember his name but he wasn't he must wrong. been pretty racist yeah he wasn't wrong <laughs> look if you think the world doesn't have a lot of shithole countries in it travel okay see some of the places out there i'm not saying that you know most of the world's like that but there's a lot of it that is 30 percent of the world still shits outside okay so don't tell me that places with uh, without indoor plumbing are just as awesome as here. You know, yeah. there are people exploited by corrupt governments living in squalor all across the world. If you don't think that's a shithole country, then I don't know what to tell you. We'll talk about shithole countries. South Africa, another shithole country, but it uh, wasn't. Didn't it used wasn't, to be. Wasn't always. Didn't used to be. Wonder what changed. But I now the, there's an article in. Uh, Nelson Mandela died. That's yeah. what changed it. Death toll rises uh, to 32 as violence and looting spreads in South Africa because they jailed their former president, Jacob Zuma, who's a real piece of work. Um, you know, he's the, he's one of the ones that was um, fomenting the hatred against the white farmers. Okay. Um, uh, he, he's the one that you, you they saw on stage singing, kill the boar, kill the boar. Well, the boar is the white farmer. Oh, okay. Um, so... He was being. He got arrested for being in a contempt of court, and that started protests that um, later turned into looting and rioting. Video sh- uh, footage showed agitators and rioters blocking traffic, setting vehicles and buildings on fire. But I think it was mostly peaceful um, fires that they were yeah. lighting. Right? Yeah. So I saw protest. I fires. saw an image of it, and I swear to God, it looks exactly like uh, like Lake Street, Minneapolis. Like you see all these. Did um, you see Uncle Hugo's burning? Riders. I mean, I thought this building what, I was like, is that is that Uncle Hugo's? <laughs> the setup was like the same. That's that's a uh, Lake Street right there. But yeah, no, this is South Africa. You got and this, the caption underneath is stick wielding protesters march through the streets in Johannesburg, South Africa, on July eleventh, twenty twenty one. And yeah, it looks like the it looks like America. This is what this is. You know, you fucking prick. So I guess we might be a shithole. So here's my question. You know, he got arrested. Who arrested him? Well, there, there is are, it a, it's a predominantly black government. There yeah, now, but there's isn't it? there's different factions. There's like two or three like okay. competing factions. But and as a matter of fact, I think his, his wasn't the worst when it came to how they were treating the, the the white farmers. Okay, my point: not a predominantly white society. No, not at all. And they arrested him. 
So who are you going to call systematically racist now or systemically well, racist? I, I don't know. It's all because of the uh, uh, colonial um, uh, infrastructure set up there. So it's, it's whiteness itself that is causing this because of the, because of the colonialism has set this up to have um, their, their, their um, um, self-loathing. It's been ingrained in them. And so they just act out on it. Well, I, this is one for you. This will make you mad. So, you know, my oldest son, right? Mm-hmm. Pretty staunch conservative, mm-hmm. like more so than me. And I'm like, dude, you need to dial it back a little bit. <laughs> he was telling me in the car the other day, he said, you know what Africa's problem is? It's a white people ruined it. And I was like, what are you being? And he was like, real sincere. He's like, dad, listen. And he's never fallen for any of the other BS before. Wow. And he was going, he goes, yeah. So what happened was, you know, when the white people came and took the slaves and I said, wait, back up. Do you know who sold the slaves to the white slavers? He goes, no, they captured them. I said, no, they didn't. No, they didn't go over and, and so throw I, nets over. Africans. I pointed out the Thomas Sowell thing to him again. Mm-hmm. You know, he loves Thomas Sowell. And I'm just like, go into Google, type Thomas Sowell slavery. I said, that's all you need to read. Um, so anyway, I t- and he's like, oh, okay. And I said, it was these warring tribes that sold them off. And he goes, well, what about all of the colonization of the countries and everything? And I said, who, where, where are the colonized areas? He goes, well, South Africa. I said, right, South Africa has a predom- had a predominantly white government. I said, that's one country in a very large continent. I said, where are the other ones? And he's like, well, I don't know. And he gave me that whole, they took the best and brightest and all that stuff. I said, all right, let's just say that happened. Let's say that um, the white colonizers, who, by the way, didn't colonize, came in and because all of those governments in those countries are people of color. Let's just say they took all the smart black people and they left, all right? And so all the best and brightest are somewhere else. That was 150 years ago. Yeah. I said, you think they couldn't figure out something? One of those countries couldn't have gotten their shit together in 150 years. I said, they're presidents of the UN or secretary generals of the UN and stuff in there. I said, there's not stupid people there. Someone could have figured it out. Yeah. And he's like, well, what are you saying? I said, I don't know what I'm saying. I'm just saying it's not white people's fault. Yeah. Reminds me of uh, Katie Hopkins, uh, kind of British firebrand. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in South Africa. I think it was partially to, to document what was happening to the farmers there. But she had to go to court for some reason. Do you remember seeing this video? Mm-mm. She actually was, was in, in court, but she was recording. Like, I don't know if her crew was there or if she was recording on a camera and talking about how laughable it was, the system. It's like, it was like a, it was like children pretending at, at being, um, judges and lawyers. And she was showing the video and it was just so, it was so laughable, like how, how clownish everybody was acting in, in, in the court system. It was like a system that was provided or set up by the, by the, um, um, the, whoever, uh, the white African, immigrants or whatever that made that system and then they supposedly took it over and what happens it turns into a fucking clown show so whose fault is that is it the original people that set up that system maybe maybe those people the people of 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 south africa that's a system that doesn't work for them and they have to come up with their own system but this half-assed stuff right now it, it it's it's embarrassing it well, makes it makes you look incompetent. My son told me he goes it makes it almost makes it sound like and I was I was proud of him for 
for thinking like this. He goes, it almost makes it sound like you're saying black people are stupid and they can't run countries. No. I said, no, 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 no. Because there are – I said, it, it's corrupt. Yeah. But there are hundreds of corrupt governments. Right. Well, not hundreds, but dozens of corrupt governments. I said, of all stripes, Asian, black, white. I said, they're all over the place. I said, it just so happens that the people in those countries are corrupt and they can't get out of the cycle. You know, they'll have a revolution because they have them all the time and some other corrupt person takes over. I said, you need to understand how rare the American revolution is. I said, it, normally what would happen, I said, this is mostly because of George Washington, you would have a revolution and someone else would go, okay, I get to be king now. Right. You know, and instead, led mostly by Washington, they went, okay, okay, hold on, hold on here. Let's have some integrity. Let's think about this for a second. Let's set up something different because we don't want what we always got. And in those countries, it's not changing. He said, so you see that in like Bosnia and all that stuff when those when they were having the issues there, you were just exchanging one corrupt asshole for another corrupt asshole. That's all you were doing. Yeah. You know? And I said, it really takes a revolution where somebody goes, we're not going to be what the people were before. You know? Right. So that's why I think the system, like what Katie Hopkins was pointing out, I'm not pointing out that the black people there are incapable of governing themselves. Um, but well, under that system, they might be. The people in power yeah. appear to be incapable of. But it's like they have a system that they don't understand or they don't care to understand and, and that they didn't develop. And so if, if if you expect that to work where the people that develop that system are gone, you, you boot them out, and you expect the people that didn't develop that system that have different standards and different ethics even – um, and they don't. They, they don't have the what is what's the, what's everything based on? What's the Magna Carta based on? Or every, the law is based on the Magna Carta. Yeah. And and um, what's the other term for that? Um, natural, not natural law. Anyways, what the our system is based on loosely, the British system is based on loosely is, is um, just a standard that's based on the Magna Carta. And these countries don't have that. They don't have that history. They don't have that that. Um, um, you know, the cultural kind of history for that. So what are they going to do? They got to build their own system. And instead of, instead of using the system that was left behind that they had no, no part of building and no, no reason to keep. And the reason it looks so laughable is because they're not, they're not invested in it. So it's going to, it's going to just completely fall apart. And then the corruption is, it makes it even worse. Well, and I think part of what saves our country is regular elections. Natural law? Is that what I was thinking? Yeah, okay. probably. Um, the, the thing, you know, they talk about, well, you know, in these. Common law. No, it's different. I think you're talking natural law. Okay. Anyway, it, you know, you'll hear business people say it's a lot easier for China and Russia to get stuff done because they just have one group that's in charge and they just say, look, this is just what we're doing, you know, whereas here it's like, we have to have these pesky elections every two and four years. I, I think that's brilliantly set up to stop one group from being in charge the whole time. Because originally what like the parliament – or not the parliament, the cabinet was set up for was you had people who understood money being the secretary of commerce. Yeah. You know, stuff like – and then we just started adding all this shit. Yeah. Like secretary of transportation and say, hey, you know what? Pete Buttigieg is a pretty cool guy and he's an up-and-comer in the party. Let's put him there. Can't fix potholes in his own town but – you know, so they become favors. And yes, Republicans do it too. But the problem is you don't have anyone in some of these 
I'll say it again, shithole countries in the world who go, whoa, 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 wait a second. Let's put some smart people in charge somewhere, you know? Yeah. And that's really what leadership is. When people would give Trump shit or Ronald Reagan shit about not being, well, he's not brilliant. He should really be brilliant. No, that's not what you need. What you need is a guy who can say, all right, here's what we're doing. We're all getting in the bus. We're driving that direction. You know, I need you to handle the snacks. Yeah. I need you to watch the gas if, station. If tires go flat, yeah. you change the tires. You're fixing the tires, yeah. you know, and you need someone who goes, I don't know enough about how banks work. Who's the smartest bank guy I can find? You know, yeah. that'll take the job. Yeah. You know, that's what leadership is. And we don't have a whole lot of that in Washington. Right? No. So. Oh, I don't know why this popped in my head, but I was watching uh, one of the streamings, like YouTube or something, and one of the commercials came on and it was like this folksy Midwestern thing where people were going, yeah, you know, the problem with government now is people just don't get along. And I was like, yeah, one side just doesn't listen to the other. It was all folksy. And I'm like, okay, this has to be Democrats at this point. Um, and then I'm like, I, I kept watching because like, what, what's the point of this? What's going on? What we need is for people to get along and talk about and this and that and, you know, have their voices heard. And, and then it came down to what they were, what they were shilling, ranked choice voting. Oh my God. <laughs> I was like, are you kidding me? You think that's going to make things better and less contentious if we have ranked choice voting? <laughs> Look into that. Anybody that doesn't know what that means, it's a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it is really bad. <laughs> Just the premise. Like, this person didn't have, get enough vote, so we're going to give them this other person's vote. Yeah. Um, hey, real quick, before I know we're short on time, the uh, I put a video up from, uh, I think it's, is it JP Media? The guy who does the, yeah. guy with the like mustache. Like redhead, long hair. Yeah, I never realized, he must be a conservative. It has to be. But, but he's like a real greenie. You know, he's like very much into like. Uh, you know, all the, the healthy foods and like... Uh, well, the dude's in some serious shape, yeah. but, but he uh, did a video that I put on the Bread and Circus page on Facebook about uh, about the shot coming to your door to give you the shot. Yeah, yeah uh, he's, he's funny, man. It's hilarious. But let me, let me ask you this. If the government comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, uh, are you vaccinated? Can we help you out? Can we get you vaccinated? What would you say? I, I think the first thing I'd do would be laugh and then I'd go... Uh, get the fuck out of here now. I, I, I'm i trying to decide if I'd just close the door or if I'd troll them. And be like, no, you got it. it must be wrong. I got my shot. Yeah, I know how to shoot. <laughs> just say, no, I got Yeah, you want me to show you? I know how to shoot. Is that what you're asking? <laughs> That's a good one. <laughs> shot. I've shot all the time. You want to see something I now? just shot this morning. <laughs> I'll show you. <laughs> I should be like, I had all five. I had the Johnson & Johnson and the Pfizer. I, I wanted to test them out. No, I, I had the Heckler Getting Coke. a booster tomorrow, but had, I'm asking the, for had, it in my butt. I had the Remington? <laughs> yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I just – I this idea that you're going to send people door to door. Oh, yeah, that's what you do. You go, have you had the shot? You know, so how about you take the shot? <laughs> my shots are called Remington, uh, H&K. What's, what's the other? I can't talk my head. I can't think of uh, gun brands. Uh, Six Hour. There we go. Beretta. Smith & Wesson. There we go. Yeah. I, I don't know. Those are the shots, those are the shots I'm pushing right now. <laughs> will, you, will you take those voluntarily? Only takes one. <laughs> yeah, there'll be no booster shots. Yeah, at this range, yeah. it'll work. Hundred percent effective. <laughs> Someone's got to do a little skit on that. But seriously, what would you do? Uh, I'd be. It depends on the time of day or when you caught me. Because either I'd laugh and go fuck off, or I'd or I wouldn't even answer the door. Because a lot of times, you know, you know, when these people the little clipboards show up, you know, I'm not going to fucking deal with your ass. Or you send your dog out there, you know, 
That's like that's always something good. You're like, oh shit, I didn't know you were there. Just let the dog out. <laughs> Chopper, sick balls. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I think I'd I'd I'd, I'd laugh and I go get the fuck out of here. Yeah, I'm trying to decide if I'd just close the door and be like, whatever, or if I'd actually say, no, I had them all. Pfizer, Johnson and Johnson. What was the other one? Moderna. Yeah, I had that too. AstraZeneca. When they give me that Chinese one. Mm. Mm, yeah, I can't wait. That's the one I'm looking Can't wait to, to speak Mandarin. I'm going to inject it right between my toes. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. We're we're running on time, but I really want to talk about this because we're not going to have time the next time either. It's going to be too late. But the San Francisco uh, Gay Men's Chorus, they came out with a video. I think everybody's probably heard of parts of it at least this point where they they start – one of them starts singing, um, you know, we'll, con- we'll convert your children. And they're trying to come – they had to make the video private because supposed death threats – um, here, wait, here's my question. What are they going to do to your children? Convert. Well, they're coming for our children and they're going to convert our children. They can't convert your children. Why not? Because the gay people say they were born that way. Mm. What they, it's not a choice. But what they, what they're saying, what they're saying now in the, um, in the aftermath of it, it says that they're not converting them to gay. They're converting them to allies. Mm. So that's so they're not going to make them literally gay. They're just going to make them more loving and accepting. So if you weren't an ally, could you just say you were born that way? Yeah, sure. Look, I'm not making a case. Same with the same with the, the vaccine. My body, my choice. I'm not. Their- I'm not making a case. There's anything wrong with gay people. What I'm saying is they keep turning their arguments around. They keep saying, "No, I was born this way, but now I'm going to convert people." You know, stuff like that. They keep saying, I was born this way, but no, I'm not really what I am. I'm something else. Okay. So, in honor of Pride Month past June, the San Francisco Gay Men's Chorus released a song outlining how they'll convert your children. The song titled, A Message from the Gay Community, mocks parents that fear the push of the LGBTQ agenda, where's the plus bigot, in today's media, with the song claiming that parents wouldn't be able to protect their kids from the advances and ideas of the group. Um... Uh, so now it's unavailable. So here's, uh, here's some of the, oh, here's some of the lyrics right here. So here's how they begin. Uh, you think we're sinful? No, stop. You've got to thing it. You've got to just belt it out. I can, I'm trying to do it like Cartman. Just thing it. You say we all lead lives you can't respect, but you're just frightened. You think that we'll corrupt your kids if our agenda goes unchecked. Funny. Just this once you're correct. And this smug faggot that's singing this um, beforehand. Oh, stop. It's just like – it's the, the the smugness is oozing off these bastards. And, you know, if you're going to be gay, fucking hedge trim those eyebrows. It, dry, it drove me crazy. I thought you were going to be like, lean in. Yeah. Just be super gay. So, um, here, we'll convert your children. Happens bit by bit, quietly and subtly, and you will barely notice it. You can keep them from disco, warn them about San Francisco, make them wear pleated pants. We don't care. We'll convert your children. We'll make them tolerant and fair. Who wears pleated pants anymore? Yeah, it was just it was it was a funny line for him because he said it all deadpan, and he was so so proud of himself after that one. Uh, we'll convert your children, reaching one and all. There's really no escaping it because even grandma likes RuPaul and the world's getting kinder. Gen Z's gayer than grinder. Learn to love, learn to vogue, face your fate. We'll convert your children. Someone's got to teach them how to not to hate. And then here's the chorus from about a hundred of these fuckers. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children. We're coming for them. We're coming for them. We're coming for your children, for your children. (laughs) That was their, their, 
the chorus of all the, you know, they had the little Brady Bunch tiles of like. Sounds less ominous if you pitch them singing it's super gay. Well, and then if you spell it differently too. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Uh, You just had to make it really awkward. Yeah. Okay. We got to keep going here because this. So your children will care about fairness and justice for others. Your children will work to convert all their sisters and brothers. Then soon we're almost certain your kids will start converting you. The gay agenda is coming home. The gay agenda is here. But you don't have to worry because there's nothing wrong with standing by our side. Get on board in a hurry because the world always needs a bit more pride. And then it concludes with lines about making allies out of anti-gay people. Come on, try a little pride. We'll convert your children, then we'll turn to you, giving up the fear inside. It's freeing like you never knew. Go and see San Francisco. Go and turn up that disco. You'll forget you were ever upset. We'll convert your children and make an ally out of you yet. We'll make an ally out of you yet. You know what we'll the- make an ally out of you yet. Do you know what the most important por- important part of this whole song is? What's that? They finally admit that disco is gay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Super <laughs> gay. Um. So, yeah, people are saying, well, this is just them um, making fun of what, cons- what what conservative people think that gays are doing or want to do. No, they're letting people know we are you are terrible parents. You are you are raising kids that are intolerant and we're going to make we're going to take that choice from you and we're going to make them allies. And if, if not even allies. But here's the thing. It's not just allies they're making. They're talking about actual conversion to LGBTQIA because that's what's happening. And, and a lot, especially girls, are falling for all this um, indoctrination because it works on them. So they come out and they go, "Well, I'm feeling, you know, I'm feeling weird and about my body, and because I'm pubescent at this point, things are changing, and I'm and people are making fun of me for this and that." But the gay community, they love me for being queer. So I just have to say, I'm pansexual or whatever. What the what's the zoosexual? I don't know. I don't know what the fuck it is. Can't keep track anymore. Yeah. So. Well, I, I, I wish the gay community would understand that for the most part, conservatives don't have a problem with them. They just don't care, right? It's got, yeah. no, it's got nothing to do with me. Yeah. Right? So I don't care, you know? And But stop with the whole trying to um, force people to celebrate your lifestyle. Right. Because at some point, you just go, shut up. You know, well, there's people talking about how they think it's a good thing to show kids gay kink at the at the uh, at the pride parades. Well, but and I agree that's stupid. But it, pick a friend that you have that's been passionate about something that they always talk about. They're like, "Oh, this is cool," and you just, and after a while, you just have to go, "Fuck this guy!" Always talking about this. Yeah. And after a while, you start to hate that thing. You know, you didn't before, but your one friend won't fucking shut up about it. Well, I'm, and the same thing about let's put it in, in a kink that's that's everybody kind of reviles is furries. You can go ahead and dress up in your little fur suit and yiff each other all you want in the privacy of your own own home. But I don't, still, don't know what that is, and I still am too afraid to look it up. But I'm not going to have you reading books to children at libraries and talking about how great the uh, the the furry lifestyle is and how yiffing is a natural part of that, and um, you know. Th- you don't have to say and celebrate that aspect. And you can look at that person and go, yeah, it's weird. It's a kink. I don't get it, but I'm not going to stop you from doing that with your friends or with people that you're with. But you start trying to export that to, to my fucking family or my children where you're trying to groom them for that fucking weirdness. Fuck off. Especially uh, 
it would be especially disturbing if I'm and I'm just uh, making a scenario here. If you were like a drag queen who was reading stories to kids who had previously been convicted of. Uh, of, oh, that uh, never happens. Yeah, of sexually assaulting a kid. I just saw a video of uh, in Great Britain. They have the drag string drag, drag queen story hour too there, and the the video showed there was a, a troop of drag queens that would go together, like three of them to do their reading. And the video is them running out of the library with signs saying, Hey, drag queen story hour, like, so the car is driving by mm-hmm. and they're all dressed up like, you know, and, and what's, I'm getting into a tangent here, but a lot of these drag queens, you know, how I say they hate women. Now they're not, not only did they do this like o- overtly ridiculous expression of what womanhood is. Now they're making demonic, um, expressions of womanhood like a lot of these they have the horns coming out of their heads and stuff mm-hmm. but one of these guys um with a sign was dressed up like a spider monkey so he's like a uh, i guess a mix between a furry and a drag queen but he had a giant um dildo dong hanging between his legs flopping around and he was going to be in there reading to children this is what you, this is what you get slippery slopes real f- folks Hey, uh, one more very quick thing okay. remember we talked about Gwen Berry the hammer thrower who hates the flag and blah 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 mm-hmm. uh did you see the old sir- picture that surfaced of her no oh you're showing it to me now oh she's so proud in front of that american flag yep, she's holding the american flag up at uh um it says uh old photo shows gwen berry beaming while holding u.s flag and apparently this was some uh some olympic trial or something or uh national trial or whatever 2015 yeah, but that's before she became woke. So she's not. She's probably not going to be like, yeah, that's before I knew how racist this country was. No, I think she never thought about it. And she's had a lot of, by the way, extremely racist tweets that showed up hmm. about how she hates Asian people and stuff. It's, I would have never thunk. I know. It's just, I don't know how it ever came up. But but we're running pretty late here, so I'll have to do a lot of editing to get this down to an hour. <laughs> I'll just edit out all my ums and ahs. Okay. That's that? really, I'll take care of at least 10 minutes of it. Uh, if you want to get in contact. With us, it's, uh, you know, I don't care. Uh, Facebook, probably. <laughs> it's rooster at bread and circuses podcast. Dot com. Or yeah. crow at bread and circuses no, podcast. Don't, don't go to crows because yeah. he's not going to check it anyway. Or check us out on the Facebook page, bread and circuses podcast. See you, bye.